to Menopause Morph, your time to change. We're here to help you thrive through your menopause, bringing you experts in many fields to help you from perimenopause to menopause and beyond to become the strong, vibrant woman nature intended you to be. Hosted by Pauline McCarthy of the Pearls of Pauline. Pearls of wisdom, compassion, and joy. Hello, welcome to this week's Menopause Morph. Today we have a lovely lady called Catherine Miller. Catherine is a certified health coach, menopause guide and master chef. She applies her 30 years of experience in leadership development, meditation, yoga and optimal nutrition to helping women feel great in their bodies so that they can be free to be the forces of nature that they are. Catherine uses a holistic approach to health, teaching women and men healthy habits, skills and practices for mind, body and spirit. The focus is on nourishing our inner strength and resilience. Women gain confidence in their ability to know that their own needs and make choices that support their individual path to health. As the founder of Embodied.com, Catherine is the author of the Multimedia Programme, the Seven Days to Radiant Health Cleanse, and the online program and ebook Extreme Radiance 10 Day Detox. She also is the creator and host of the annual Menopause is a Trip Summit, which features Catherine's interviews with experts on women's health. So, welcome, Catherine. Thank you. It's great to be here. I love the name Menopause Morph. <laughs> We're morphing into beautiful butterflies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the Menopause is a Trip Summit. That is where I came across you because I was searching for all things menopause, you know, mm-hmm. and it was really, really wonderful. And you've been doing that for a few years now. But could you tell us how you came to work with women in menopause? Well, I, I'm like this kind of health nerd. <laughs> in a way I have this background I started I was a vegetarian at 15 and then I oh. got into veganism and then I got into macrobiotics which is a, a kind of approach that's very healing to eating and it's you know it's not vegetarian but it's very wholesome and you t- you know you use it to heal cancer and different things and I worked with that for many years raised a family feeding them macrobiotically and then I I was studying yoga I was studying meditation and I was teaching both those things as well and then became a chef at a spiritual retreat center. So I I was really like doing all of these things, which are totally wonderful. And then when perimenopause hit, I kind of hit the skids. <laughs> and I thought, wow, if someone who seems, at least superficially, seems to be doing as many healthy things as I am can experience this amount of trauma <laughs> around perimenopause, then what is just the normal person going to do? And so I started to look into it and I I started to apply certain practices to myself because I was interested in this stuff anyways. And then I I decided to quit my chefing job and go into health coaching. Um, I was helping so many people anyways at at this meditation center. People were coming to me for advice all the time. And I found that the people I really loved working with were women, especially women in their 40s and 50s, because they just have so, it's such an amazing transition. That's why I love the menopause morph because it is a time just like puberty where we go through an incredible change Mm -hmm. and a lot of energy gets freed up, but most of us can't take advantage of it because we're in a situation where because of different things we'll go into that we're, we're just left without the resources to manage that transition gracefully. 
so once I was able to turn myself around, I thought, well, I really want to help other women do the same because I, you know, we are forces of nature and I, I want that energy to be released into the world. <laughs> <laughs> and so we know that the menopause is a transformative time, but women often are feeling terrible. Why do you think that is? Very good question. There's a, a few things that are responsible for this. And I want to, I want to say right up front that a lot of women feel like this shouldn't be happening to them, like they've done something wrong. And that's why they're experiencing hot flashes or weight gain or just, or just aging in general. There's, and that makes it even harder to deal with the situation. So I want to say right up front, it's not your fault. (laughs) These are things you couldn't have possibly known in advance. It's, it's like puberty as much as you can learn about it. If, if you're lucky enough to have someone tell you about it, it still comes as a complete shock when it actually happens, you know? And so menopause is kind of the same until you actually experience it. It's different for everyone. You don't, it's, it's hard to know how to prepare and we're not taught to prepare. So the, one of the first things is our culture. We live in a world where we're it's go, go, go all the time. We're constantly busy and technology has made it possible for us to be plugged in 24 seven. And there's a lot of cool things that we can, we benefit from as a result of that, but it also takes a toll on us on hormonally. It upsets our circadian rhythms. It upsets our cortisol rhythms, which then upset our sex hormones and thyroid hormones and blood sugar hormones and all these kinds of things. So, that's one of the first things that I see is there's, there's a huge disruption in those natural rhythms. And that probably started way back when electricity got introduced. So it's not <laughs> a totally new thing, but, but this is the technology is just added more on top of that. The other cultural thing is that women have made incredible strides in the world. You know, we don't have to worry about pregnancy anymore. Most of us in the Western world, anyways, we um, are able to use birth control, but birth control has also changed our hormones as well. So, you know, especially the, you know, like birth control pills and these different shots and different things that people use now. So yes, we have a lot more control over our lives and whether or not we want to get pregnant, which is a good thing for women's freedom and empowerment. And yet those very same things also have set us up to experience certain problems. So that's some ground that needs to be navigated there. The other thing is we have all these freedoms now. We're free to work full time, you know, to, to have children, to be married or not married. You know, there's a lot of different freedoms we have in the West and what that has added up to is more work. (laughs) So, and you're probably aware of this, right? It's like, so yeah, yeah, I can have kids and I can work full time. And I can take care of my parents and I can, you know, da, 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 you know, and I, you know, have to figure out the whole dating world, you know, at 50 or whatever it is, you know, I have a lot of friends who are in that situation. So it's like, there's, there's a lot going on and women are doing more, not less. They're actually, their freedom, this freedom that we have now is causing us to, to actually have less time for ourselves, which is really ironic. Yeah, the vacuum cleaner and the dishwasher, you know, just to get you fill them up and then you, you have something else to do that takes your, your mind. 
Yeah. And we are, you know, mm-hmm. part of the title here, the, the, the secret to being superwoman is it's a, a bit of a, again, it's a little irony in there because partly that's the problem. We, you know, we, we expect ourselves to be superwomen mm-hmm. and partly it's the solution. It's like, well, what, how do you really do that? Cause we're really not being superwoman when we just do everything and we try to be all things to all people and we're, we're not taking any rest and we're not being true to our own desires or our own needs you know not- do, you, do you find that that is the number one thing that people are talking to you about is that they're got too many things to do that yeah people are just burnt out they they one of the common refrains that i hear is i have constant demands on my time and my energy from others mm-hmm. from other things or other people you know that responsibilities and they that they don't necessarily want to give up those responsibilities they they may even love, some people aren't very happy with their lives, but some people really love their lives. They don't mm-hmm. want to actually do less. They want to keep doing more. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I'll say, okay, well, let's see wh- how we can help you do that. Because well, you I have to help little- me. You have to help me because for the last three years, my New Year resolution is I'm go- not going to volunteer for any more things and I'm going to yes. come off of committees, you know, and I may yeah. come off of three committees and join another four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a common, that's a common situation. So just to kind of go back a little bit, I realized that there's a couple other things that I wanted to say about sure, why sure. there's mm-hmm. so many challenges. Um, another benefit of the last probably 60, 70 years is processed foods and, oh, and yes. fast foods mm-hmm. and all of that. And that has given women a lot of freedom from the kitchen. And there, you know, that takes a lot of time, actually shopping, planning meals, creating meals. It takes a lot of time. And if you're working full time and trying to do all this other stuff, it can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. So fast foods have been an incredible boon in terms of saving time. But what, now what we're finding is this has been a big experiment, basically. Yeah. And it's not just women who are suffering. But by the time you get to 40 or 50 and you've had a diet of mainly processed foods, mainly life-saving drugs like antibiotics you know you've used most of us have just from the time we were born used antibiotics for everything that ailed us so you combine those two things that the the antibiotics and then this processed foods and our gut systems are completely off kilter in some cases they're just stripped you know it's like a slash and burn rainforest you know that's what you you think of our gut ecosystem it's just gone through hell and so in order to have proper hormonal balance, you need a really healthy gut system. So that's another reason why women find themselves often like just completely undone. They may, they may have felt fine. And then as soon as perimenopause hit, it's just like, oh my God, that really, really suffering. And you'll notice, this is another thing I want to add in there. You'll notice that in other countries, you may have heard this like uh, Japan or some Asian countries, they don't even have a word for menopause. Hot flashes don't really exist. They're very unusual. But as they've started to adopt more of diet, these, <laughs> yes, and lifestyle, not just the diet, but okay. the lifestyle, uh. the technology, all that kind of stuff, then you'll find that the more affluent women, the women who are living this more westernized style of life, will start to get menopausal symptoms. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very telling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's probably, oh, biology was the other thing. Okay, so biology is the obvious one. But you can see, like, men do go through andropause. Men go through that, and they have a big shift in their testosterone levels and things like that. And so they, they also experience some of the things, but not quite as extremely, at least not, not it doesn't 
the, their their um, side effects and symptoms aren't as yeah, extreme. It's not something they can actually put their finger on and see this is yes. a symptom. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the reasons behind that is that we are wired differently. And there's some very funny things on on YouTube and different and TED talks and different things where they've shown a woman's brain and a man's brain. And, <laughs> exactly. and, um, but, but, but biochemically it's really true. We're experiencing more stress in our lives because we're always on, we're never off. And the way we deal with that flood of stress hormones in our system all the time is different than how men do. Men, ha- they still suffer from stress, but they have a bigger capacity to adapt their, their bodies will adapt to stress mm-hmm. um, differently, more positively. Yeah. Whereas women, they really, it, re- it really knocks them off balance, yeah. especially sustained stress. Yeah. Well, I find, I, I would say my life is quite stressful. But in this last week, you know, we I had uh, the Easter weekend, I had, I took three days off. I think it's the first three days I've had off for four years. Oh my gosh. And so that was wonderful. But, and my husband was very sick. He was taken into hospital the week before that. And then three days, two or three days ago, my, my son had an accident there. He was, uh, he and his brother and, and my husband, they're repairing a house, an old house that, that for my elder son to live in. And a plank of wood, it was actually the door frame, fell on my son's head. He was oh, taking no. emergency to hospital and I had to, you know, run there and, and, you know, he, they had to shave his head and they were giving him stitches. And, you know, as a mother, you know, you, you're just in a panic. You're just in a panic, you know? Yeah. And then the next day I woke up and I had a thrush infection and yep. I really felt it was so much stress and it was just, it just destroys your immune system and it just, all the rubbish takes over. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. That's a perfect example right there. And what I'm seeing is that women are going through that kind of thing. Like there's those kind of things that are actual emergencies. All right. And that stress, but then there's the everyday things that never seem to stop, you know? (laughs) And so people are responding to the everyday things like not, you know, they're rushing to get out of the house and they're rushing to get here. And then the traffic's bad or the, you know, the, the, the boss is angry or, you know, but the pet needs to go to the vet and your tooth, you have a toothache. I mean, there's just an endless stream of things that never, you never get to the end of and get to a point where you can take a few days off. Yeah. So that is also creating this excess stress, not just the actual emergencies like you described, but just everyday life. Yeah. And so we need to figure out how to balance that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So can you walk us through a typical practice that helps to create the space that you're describing, how to stop all this uh, chaos in our lives, cope with it better? Sure. Yeah. I guess where I would start is say, you know, because one of the things I, I said in the title is how to to do less, but be more. Yeah. So what happens is in this striving to to do all things perfectly and to be all things to all people and you know, get everything done, which is kind of an impossible dream. (laughs) In that striving, we end up chipping away at ourselves and chipping away at our own life purpose, our own pleasure, our own kind of raison d'etre. Why are we here? Mm -hmm. What, What is it we want out of life? What is it we want to give to life? And so by actually trying to, to do more, we actually become less. And so that's, and that's a, that's a really heavy thing in a certain way. It's, it's a hard thing to, to just accept 
because we're kind of in a rut where we, we almost like being too busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We almost like just being on, 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 because in a certain way it prevents us from having to think about what we really want, what we're really doing here. You know, what are, what's our life really about now that we're 40 or 50, we we're not like the same young, hot things we were you know, before. What's that? You know, we don't, we don't have, maybe when our kids are grown up by now and we're, you know, we just don't have the same things keeping us busy. So what is it we're supposed to be doing now? We have so much life ahead of us exactly. and being busy keeps us from contemplating that and wondering and taking the time to mull that over. So we don't have to know the answer right away. You can work on it. It's a process. So for me, the, the, the doing less is about really taking the time to think about these things. It's taking the time to think about what we really want as women, as a woman, not as women in general, but as a woman, what is it that, uh, this is a terrible phrase, but it came, turns you on, but I don't mean turns you on just like, yeah, yeah. But like makes you take, yeah. like makes you make, gets you passionate about life. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yes, one of the number one things people come to me about is that they're, they're just way too busy and they don't know how to turn the on button off. The other thing they come to me, that's the other flip side of this is there's two things. One is that they have a lot of passion, but they don't have the bodies in keeping up. <laughs> they have all these things that are really important to them. They love doing people. They love relating to, you know, causes that they love devoting their time for work that they love but their bodies are like gaining weight. They're slowing down. They can't think straight and they're, they're, they're panicking. They don't know what to do. The other side is that they've lost their passion. You know, they're experiencing so many negative side effects of hormonal imbalance mm -hmm. that they just, they're like, I'm done. I'm done. I, I don't, the only thing I care about maybe is their grandchildren or maybe is, you know, that maybe there's one thing they care about, but yeah. they really, they're just like, I don't have it anymore. I lost it. Yeah. And, and there's, they've lost it so much that they just even sometimes feel like I don't even care if I get it back. Yeah. I too find, much trouble. I find that I am, I, in the last few years, I was getting contacted by girls that I went to school with. And mm. when I was seeing their 40 and men as well, when I, not all of them, but some of them, they were like old women. You know, they mm. looked like grandmothers, you know, like yeah. what my grandmother looked like, you know, an old woman. And several of them said to me, why do you have a 20 year old photograph on your Facebook? And I went, that's not 20. That was taken three months ago. And they went, that's impossible. You can't look like that. You don't, you haven't changed that much from school. And I went, well, why, why should I not look like that? You know, and but it, it's just exactly what you said. They've kind of given up. They've resigned to being an old lady. Like, oh, my ovaries have shriveled up. So I've got nothing left in life. My kids have left a nest. So I've just, yeah, I'm just going to be a granny and stay at home. You know, and it's like, ah, they have no passion left. And that makes right. you old. That makes you old. It does. It does. And I, so the women that come to me that are in that situation, they don't really want to be there, yeah. but they just feel they don't have the energy and they just don't know how to deal with it. And they're just, they just don't even have the energy to kind of consider it. So they're, they're really looking for help with that. And I don't blame, I don't blame women in some ways to give up. It's, it's, it's easier yeah. 
You just accept and just say, oh, I'm just getting older. That's it. I'll just focus on these other things instead. It's not my personal way of, of doing that. I, I tend to be more like, no, I'm not accepting that. <laughs> that tends to be how I am. But but everyone's different. So I, I don't want to cast a right or wrong on any of this. But mm-hmm. if you feel that lack of passion and you feel that that's not how you want to live the rest of your life. I mean, you could live another 40, 50 years, exactly. you know, it's like people are living to a hundred every day now, you know, mm. it's and past. Mm-hmm. So but I think, I think a lot of, a lot of women and men, like they give up because they don't, they don't know how to, do any, anything different, you know? So it's really wonderful that they have health coaches like you that can say, Oh, there is another path. It's like your second youth, <laughs> even though it's yeah. like a fifties youth, but mm-hmm. it, it's for me, it's the time, of course, you know, when your kids leave home, you do have that kind of, um, emptiness syndrome and it does kind of break your heart a little bit, you know, but then once you get over that little bump, it's like, Whoa. Like we had one lady on and she said, once the kid, the kid left, it was like, Oh, and then I turned, I threw all his stuff out and turned it into my office, you know, or I'd, what I did uh, was uh, you put my art stuff in, <laughs> started painting exactly. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So there's, there's a word that I hate, but I, I think it's, it's, it's a word to, you know, grit your teeth and, and hear it, but it's about prioritizing. Mm. And I, I call it learning how to be ruthless, <laughs> but not ruthless in the, in the sense of against ourselves. It's, it's being ruthless. Like I, so I had this thing, I had this thing all my life where I just had, my floors had to be clean. And I was like a, a, an erotic mopper. I would just be like mopping all the time. And I loved it when I had a clean floor, you know, and, and then I started my, my business embodied and I got more and more into it. And I was creating a lot of different things. And then the, you know, maybe I, I got to it, so I was maybe mopping once a week. And then, you know, I thought about it and I started looking at all the things I did. And I thought, you know, what's the most important thing for me? I want to create something. I want to help people. Almost nobody comes into my house. Once a week, I have clients come in. The others I meet with on Skype or on the phone. And it's like, who cares? It's not, it's not a health risk. No, no. I have some, I have a few leaves from the yard that blow in, or I have, you know, there's a little dog here. It's like, do I really want to spend this two hours a week madly mopping or do I want to use that to create or do something different? Mm-hmm. You know, I had to look at some of the, the groups that I belong to, like you were saying, the volunteer organizations or just even like some groups that were helpful, but I just, or even networking meetings that weren't, you know, yeah, it's great, but I, they weren't really, the connections really weren't moving me forward or they weren't really helping me. And I thought, why, why am I doing this? Yeah. If not, so, so I really started to be more ruthless about my time and it's something I'm still learning, but it's, what do you want your plate to look like? How do you want to feel? You know, do you want to feel like, if you, do you want to feel confidence in your body? Do you want to, do you want to feel energy? Do you want to feel fulfilled? So if you're, let's just say you want to feel fulfilled. Maybe that's your biggest desire. That's how I want to feel. I want to feel fulfilled. Like I really did it. So is doing all those groups that you do, are they really going to make you feel fulfilled? For example, mm-hmm. would you, what would you say? Yeah. Take that one off. Take that one off. Take that one off. Yeah. <laughs> this this so, year, this year I've been very strict. You know, since my husband uh, had this yeah. uh, heart problem in December. So I have, um, tw- I've, resigned from two associations committees and 
two that I wanted to go on. I said, no. <laughs> and even t- today, and I was reading in the paper, there's a, a, a friend of ours, he's starting a local radio station and he's looking for people to do a weekly show. And, I, and, and my first reaction was, oh, yeah, I can do a weekly show. And then, I, no, don't do it. <laughs> And there's, you know, look, there's some nuance to this. It doesn't necessarily mean like it for your example, just to play devil's advocate, maybe the weekly show is the thing that would make you feel like, you know, that's it. That is the thing I've been waiting for. But then maybe you clear off all the other stuff that you thought was it, but isn't really quite it, mm-hmm. you know, and you just, I mean, sure. You start a lot of things. I start a lot of things and then, and then I'll work with them for a while. And then I realize, you know what, that's not really it. That's not really what I what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I put that one away. So that frees me up to find the thing that I am really looking for. Yeah. And so that's, I'm not, I'm not saying you always have to say no or always. Oh no, exactly. You have to yes. pick and choose. Yeah. You have to pick yeah. the gems instead of just yeah. taking all the dross all the time. Like yeah. I, my problem was always, I, no matter who, even people I hardly knew asked for help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until I was helping everybody that I had not even a minute to breathe myself. And it was, it exactly. made me so ill. Then I just had to stop. Right. Know. Right. Of course, you know, they're, they're, I still help people if I can, when I can, but I don't put them before myself to make my, so that I end up sick. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think this is this thing about desire and about really understanding what it is we truly want. You know, it's like you want to help people. Um, when you help people, it allows you to feel a, a certain way that's important to you. Mm-hmm. If you're helping everybody every which way, you're feeling terrible, which is not allowing you to get what you want to mm-hmm. out of that mm-hmm. activity. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there has to be a, a kind of a balance there. And this is the this is what I think we need to to do. You know, like really be ruthless. Really, if there's things that you're holding on to doing that don't really matter, like always having your underwear folded just right or, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, does it really matter? You know, is, no. is that going to make you happy? If it makes you happy, good. Yeah, yeah, if it makes yeah. you feel better and sleep at night. Okay, good. <laughs> I was, I was trying to explain one time to a lady. She, she always was having a fight with her husband about the dishwasher and she had this efficient way of filling up the dishwasher and, <laughs> <laughs> he would put it in different ways. And every time I met her, she was, oh, he did this with the dishwasher. I said, you've been talking about this dishwasher now ever since I've known you for like two or three years now. I says, do you not think it's just time to let that go? I mean, does it really matter? Because, you know, the electricity you're saving or the space, it's not really worth all that effort and stress that you, and frustration yeah. that you've put yourself through, you know. But yeah. she, cause she said, but my way is more efficient. And it's, and it was like, she's not ready. She's not ready to accept yeah. this yet, but I'm hoping that one day she will. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's those kind of things. It's those kind of things that, that hold us back from being superwoman. Because I really think we're meant to be superwoman. I really do think, but we, we, what happens is we tend to focus on certain things that actually sap us rather than bolster us. And so my advice, just general advice is to get used to this idea of being ruthless, of prioritizing. It may not, it may just bounce off you at first because you're like, no, I have to do it all exactly this way, you know? And that's normal. That's how most normal, most people normally relax. Most women anyways, in menopause, they were like, nope, I have to do it that way. But then you go on and you, and you realize, okay, Actually, it's kind of silly. I don't really care about that. What I really care about is this. 
that's where I'm going to put my energy in. And so you'll notice these shifts. One of the ideas that I poke at a lot with women is this idea of perfection, because we all have varying degrees of perfectionism in us. And I like people to think about what would be good enough? Mm -hmm. What would be good enough? Just like perfectionism, it just puts a, puts a lid on your energy on your, on your ability to really engage in the world. So, you know, put so much fear and, and stuff into you. You Mm -hmm. you can't really just be free. You can't make a mistake. You can't, you know, have a blooper. (laughs) You can't, you know, it's like, so, so lighten up, lighten up. (laughs) Yeah. What about good enough? What's good enough? And just Mm -hmm. to look at your life and say, what would be good enough? And, and then see how that changes your relationship to and there's a lady that lives in my town and she has this I think her obsession was more than just the floor she <laughs> she every time I went to visit her she would say oh I, I'm 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 just cleaning the house and her house was spotless always spotless you know and she she you know she was a, a, an immigrant like myself coming to Iceland you know and she said to me if ever there's something special going on in the town will you let me know so I went to her this one day and I said okay in in two hours time there's going to be a big festival it's, the, it's like the Independence Day festivals, I think it was. Yeah. And I told her, you know, you can take your kid here and do this. And I showed her the, 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 the schedule. And then she said, oh, I just have to clean the house first. I said, OK, but it starts two o'clock. You know, don't be late, two o'clock. You know. So at six o'clock, she phones me and she says, I've just finished cleaning my house now. What, what's, what's on now? I said, everything is finished. <laughs> and and not, not only did she miss it, but her, her child missed it as well. He was just staying yeah. at home playing with his Lego or something like that, where he yeah. could have been out doing all these fun activities with all the kids of the town. You know? And I find that yeah. was so sad. So sad. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's this, look, this is a rut that, that most of us get into. So anyone that's listening that can relate to this, either in a little bit or a lot, it's just take it to heart. You know, this is something that happens to all of us. We get, we get kind of waylaid and we're afraid to think about what we really care about, what we really want to do in case that's not what, what our, where we're at right now, yeah. in case that's not what's happening. Cause then we have to figure out how to change and what to do about it. Mm-hmm. But that's much better to struggle with that than to be in the place that you said where you're actually missing out on life. So I never want to miss out in life, you know, any excuse for a party. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh-huh. so I, Catherine, I mean, we're, getting, we're getting near the end of our time. Is there anything that you would like to say, just some last words? Well, there's another practice that I just want to describe really quickly. And this is something I'd say because we're so, we're so caught up in this rat race and caught up in doing, doing, doing and busy, busy, busy all the time. One of the ways that we can start to, to, to change that, get out of that rut, is to hit the pause button. And I think it's really cool that it's called menopause. Yes. <laughs> because the, the pause button to me is, is, is really easy. Like I could say, well, you're just going to have to stop sometimes. But stopping is, is hard. Stopping mm-hmm. is, feels too abrupt. It's too harsh when all we're doing is going all the time. But pausing is easy. Pausing can happen in a millisecond. It, it's like it can happen in a moment, in a breath. And... So what I recommend is this fun little practice where you set your, your phone to buzz like every 30 to 45 minutes, maybe every hour, whatever you can stand. <laughs> so it just buzzes, you, you know, you have it in your purse or your pocket or on your desk. So what it does, no matter what you're doing at that moment, you literally take a breath. It's a reminder to suddenly 
take a breath and you take a breath in and out through your nose. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it instantly switches tracks from your adrenaline, cortisol, flight or flight response to your parasympathetic rest and digest, introspection, reflection, focus. It's, it's really a, a dramatic shift. And you can do that simply by taking a pause every so often, taking a deep breath and just looking at what's happening. Oh, that's a brilliant. You, would you mind if I stole that little phrase from you? Your menopause, let's pause and breathe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I call it, I call it the power of the pause. And that's when, when I do do this meditation course. And when I teach meditation to my clients, I call it the power of the pause. And it starts with that. It starts with simply learning how to pause for a moment, take a deep breath, switch tracks. Okay. I think I'll put that into my, I do the stage show, The Pearls of Pauline, you know, Pearls of Wisdom, Compassion and Joy for Menopausal Women. And I'm I'm going to put that in soon. And it's now time for our pause. Yes, take it. Get and run with it. I want to know what you do with it because I'm sure it'll be awesome. So, Catherine, you have a lot of ways that people can get in contact with you or a lot of things that you have done. I'm just yeah. going to read them out here. And if, if I miss any, any of them out, you can let us know. So you there, there is a meditation podcast, which can be found at aboutmeditation.com slash podcast slash meditation hyphen menopause slash free gift that's quite a long thing <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put this in the in the in the podcast notes so people can, okay. can go there and find them and then you can go to embodied to take the menopause quiz mm-hmm. which that sounds very interesting you know which will also sign you up for her bi-weekly embodied newsletter which i get by the way which is really wonderful and then you can get her seven day map to hormonal happiness at embodied.com slash map slash all this slash, 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 slash. Yeah, yeah. Slash away all the, all the dross of our life. <laughs> and if people wanted to get in contact with you, where, where would they get in contact with you? They can email me at Catherine at embodied.com. So it's Catherine with a K, A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, at, and then embodied is M, starts with an M, B-O-D-I-E-D.com. And they're welcome to email me. I, I respond to all my emails personally. And I love, I love people being in contact. And I, uh, if you go to my website, embodied.com, mm-hmm. you'll see I have some information about coaching. People can fill out a coaching form if they'd like to have a free strategy session with me. And there's also some of my other programs and things up there. I'm looking here at my notes, this um, week thing where you do well, the menopause um Oh, the, the menopause is a trip? Yes, the it's, menopause is a trip, yes. Yes. Uh, what, is it in January that you have that? Uh, next year, I haven't figured out the dates exactly, January uh-huh. or February, but uh-huh. that's the, the beginning what, of the year. Uh-huh. Yeah, beginning of the year. Okay. It's it's one of those things that I, I just try to get the best speakers on the best topics I can possibly get every year, okay, from bone, bone health to libido to hot peppers <laughs> and <with us. laughs> All the good stuff. <laughs> you can get me on and how to have a good laugh during menopause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good idea. Because I find that laughter is the best medicine. No matter yeah. what kind of horrible nastiness you're going through, if you can find something to laugh about, it kind of relieves the stress. And you know. For sure, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, Catherine, thank you very much for coming. It's been wonderful having you. 
It's been wonderful to be with you, Pauline. Thank you. I Thank enjoyed, you. enjoyed this very much. Thank you. And just as we have to say every week, we are not giving out medical advice. If you want medical advice, please go to see your medical practitioner. Thank you. See you the next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Menopause Morph, your time to change. If you've enjoyed the program, be sure to subscribe to the next one and please leave a rating and review on iTunes to help us spread the message about thriving through the menopause. To get a free ebook, more menopausal resources, and to connect with Pauline, please visit www.menopausemorph.com. Thank you.